Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You are listening to Cracking the Rich Code with Miss Marilee. Your insider's club from authors and entrepreneurs across the country giving us their best to help us crack the rich code. And now, here is Miss Marilee. Welcome, everyone, to Cracking the Rich Code. I am Miss Marilee. Today, I'm so excited. I have the honor and the absolute treat to welcome my guest, Mr. Ali Malid, the founder, chairman, and CEO of three national franchise brands, Massage Green Spa, Red Effect Infrared Fitness, and Stretch Smart Infrared Therapy Centers. Mr. Mallet is an Ernst & Young Entrepreneur of the Year Award winner who has made his mark in franchising as one of the fastest-growing Little Caesars franchisees in company history. He personally built and led a team over 2,000 employees and became the world's largest franchise with 159 locations in California. His franchising success spanned 10 national brands, including uh, Big O Tires, Arco, and PM, Applebee's, Baskin Robbins, Brugger's Bagels, Mobile Oil. I mean, it's just it's amazing what this man has accomplished. Uh, Ali Malad amassed numerous prestigious industry awards and was named one of the top 50 franchisees in the U.S. by Nation's Restaurant News Magazine. In 2008, he became the national franchisor for Massage Green Spa, which operates 65 locations across the U.S. And, and over 175 additional locations in development. This is incredible. How does one man do all this? And if that's not enough, in 2017, he launched a second major national franchise, the Red Effect Infrared Fitness. It's a breakthrough boutique fitness brand disrupting the industry with infrared technology, enhancing the health benefits of traditional fitness. So uh, Red Effect is positioned to be the global brand because of the worldwide popularity of infrared therapy. Red Effect has opened 21 locations in 18 months and has 246 franchise locations under development. I mean, add that up. I don't know how he's doing it. And then in 2018, he also founded and launched a third national franchise brand, Stretch Smart Infrared Therapy Centers. I am sure you're going to want to reach out to my co-author. And to do that, just email him at um, Ali Malad. It's A-L-L-I-E-M-A-L-L-A-D-1 at gmail.com. So, Without any further introduction, let me get him on the air because I'm so excited to talk to him. Ali, are you there? Uh, yes, I am. Thank you, Meryl Lee. It's very nice to be on your show. I'm looking forward to having a great conversation with you. Uh, me too. Me too. You know, I, like I said, I'm so honored to read everybody's chapter in here, and I'm so amazed. When I read, read your chapter, I'm thinking to myself, honestly, like, what am I doing with my life? <laughs> it's it's inspiring and intimidating because how do you do all this? How do you have the time? Where? I, this is what I want to start with. How did you get to be you? Where do you get all this? This. Motivation? Well, you know. I, I, I honestly, without sounding corny, it starts with my mother. My mother's my hero. Good. My father, uh, my father uh, passed away at a very young age. I was uh, six months old, and and fortunately, God left me with an angel for a mother who became my mother and father and my role model and my hero, and I owe my entire life and success to my mother. Um, and um, that's where it all started. Um and along the way, it's been many forks in the road, and it's been an incredible, ridiculously blessed journey that um, I'm almost afraid to ask for more because I would have never imagined <laughs> in a million years that I would be in this position. But I know why I'm in this position, and and um, I'm, I, I've set my goals um, pretty high 
because when I left um, Detroit, Michigan to seek uh, my first real big business opportunity in Southern California, I left like a horse with blinders on. But when I landed in California and I took a look around, I quickly tore off those blinders and realized that um, there was so much success to be had. And I immediately adapted the concept that what one man can do, another man can do. And, and the rest, they say, is history. Yes. Okay. I, I want to go from there, but, but just to back up for just a moment, because I am a mother of four. I have three boys. And, um, you know, they're my life. They're my life, and I'm raising men. So what is it about your mother that what is the greatest thing that she's done for you that you can actually put in a nutshell? Do you think? You know, I I think she was gifted with common sense because she was an immigrant woman who, you know, came to America to seek that American dream. And unfortunately she was left um, with three children under the age of five uh, without speaking a word of English and she oh, had wow. to survive. She didn't have any choice. So, you know, it's not difficult to learn if you're paying attention from the kind of integrity and conviction and passion that one gives to someone else. And she she sacrificed her entire life for us. And, um, I mean, it's it's a beautiful story. And Fortunately for me, she's still alive today and and sharp and a whippersnapper and probably one of the very few people on this planet that can tell me what to do and I'd have to shut up and listen. <laughs> uh, but, mm-hmm. but that's the way that's the way she raised me and um, she did she did a great job because I think I'm a pretty damn good father for the simple reason that I didn't have one and the fact that she raised me. I also have Mm -hmm. five children and now six grandchildren, and uh, I'm pretty laser-focused on what it is to be a father and to lead by example and and to do what I do today, which is, you know, focusing on leaving a legacy before I terminate. We're all going to terminate one day, and, you know, that's why I always say, Meryl Lee, that, look, if if you wake up with a purpose, I promise you're going to go to sleep with a smile. And that's where I'm at today. So, yeah. So, Mm -hmm. you know, being a mother of, of boys, um, trust me, don't discount your leadership and behavior, regardless what gender you are, because, you know, success is success and leadership is leadership. And, and Mm -hmm. if you lead by example, um, then, you know, good people will follow. Right, exactly. So leading by example, is that what your mom did? She led by example. So it wasn't so much planting seed or telling you what to do or what not to do, but she was a leader? You know, look, for me, uh, ironically, I never wanted to work a day in my life. I mean, I was really simply an ex-college athlete and a C student. Um, and the reason I was a C student was because I chose to be a C student. There wasn't much in school that captured my attention. However, sports mm-hmm. allowed me to be a leader, to be disciplined, be, to be that first one to go to practice and that last one to leave because I wasn't really the biggest guy on the team, but I happened to be the captain of every team I ever touched. That was just my personal makeup and my my drive and my ambition and you know, it was always to win, and um, mm-hmm. and I would be laser, I would be laser focused. It was just something that came natural to me, and and that's why I was chosen to be the captain. Because unfortunately, in this world, um, or fortunately, whichever side of the table you're on, most people don't want to be leaders. Most people want to follow, and so mm-hmm. when you decide to be a leader, and you know how to lead and you become the ultimate leader by leading leaders, then great things mm-hmm. happen. Opportunities open up, and all of a sudden you attract all kinds of, of people that 
have that similar ambition and they want to know that secret formula, that secret sauce. And truly, there isn't much of a secret sauce compared to that internal drive, that personal makeup that you're willing to do whatever it takes to win. I happen to be Mm -hmm. uh, an early learner, uh, which allowed me to be a student of the game. That's why I always say today, I don't care what business I go into. Okay. Mm -hmm. Just teach me, just teach me what you know, and I'll extend my thoughts and do everything I can to make it better. But, It really Mm -hmm. is about becoming a student of the game and then turning around and graduating and mastering the game. Mm -hmm. I completely agree with that. So um, I'm like, my head is just spinning with knee deep things. I know we're talking about the whole chapter is the five-step process and we're going to get to that. Definitely. But first, you know, when, I'm thinking to myself, when did you become this? So you're talking about a leader, even in high school with sports. It was, it was just in you. It was but, before high you know, school. It, it really before was before high, high school. school. Oh, I, I can, okay. I can, I can take it back till you know eight, nine, ten years old. Okay. Um, wow. There were so many things that happened in my life. I'll give you an example. Um, when I was ten years old. Um, A quick story was um, my mom didn't even have 10 bucks for me to be able to sign up for the local football team, but a neighbor uh, had a son and and we were best friends and I was fortunate. He recognized that we didn't have the money to be able to join the league and he actually paid for my tuition of, uh, of a $10 registration. So, Mm -hmm. um, again, me being the smallest guy, I went to uh, the the field to sign up, and everybody was in line to to get fitted and weighed in for uh, for the football team. So when I got to the front of the line, I stepped on the scale, and um, I weighed um, 56 pounds. And oh my goodness. The coach looked at and the coach looked at me. Now this is uh this is ten years old. I weighed fifty six mm-hmm. pounds. I was skinny, I was a little runt, and uh but I had a burning desire to play. And he mm-hmm. said, Son, I'm sorry, you can't um you can't play. You have to weigh sixty five pounds in order to play in this league. Now I didn't have a father to lean on. I didn't even have my mother around. She was working two jobs, and and I was too embarrassed to to say anything to the neighbors, so I just ran off into the woods. When I got into the woods, I was crying my eyes out at 10 years old. Didn't know what to do. I thought my life was over. I was not able to play football. So I leaned up Mm -hmm. against the tree. Now, keep in mind, I was wearing my brother's hand-me-down pants. Everything was baggy. Um, you know, that's just the way we grew up. So I was leaning mm-hmm. up against the tree with, with my eyes closed. And, um, I kept hearing this voice, open your eyes, open your eyes. I didn't know where it was coming from. So I just opened my eyes. And as I looked down, I saw these rocks on the floor. And then I thought, wait a minute. I picked up those rocks and I put them in my, my brother's hand-me-down pants. <laughs> and I ran back onto the field. I ran back uh, onto the field, wiped my tears away, got into a different line so the coach didn't see me, and another coach weighed me in. Well, I got on that scale, and I weighed exactly 65 pounds. And the, guy, the coach said, okay, you could go over there and now get fitted for your uniform. Now, I never told mm-hmm. anybody because I was so afraid. But back mm-hmm. then at 10 years old, that's when I really discovered to never give up, to conquer the temptation to quit, to have that drive that no matter what. But I had nine pounds of rocks in my pants. And to this day, I'll never forget that. And that's what, mm-hmm. where it all started. So it sounds like, you know, at that age, you just you pushed the boundary. 
to get what you wanted. Most people would be like, okay, you told me that I have to, I have to have this much weight on me and I don't. And that's it. End of story. But you pushed the boundary, but spirit guided you. That's what it sounds like. Well, you know, fear is, fear is my best friend. Okay. But there's Mm. two types of fear. There's good fear and there's bad fear. Bad fear is like when you're a real big chicken. Or you act like a bird and you put a parachute on. You know you're born to fly, but you put a parachute on? That's bad Uh fear. Good fear is when you remember Uh what you have today, you could lose tomorrow, and that you're totally aware of all your surroundings and that you're going to do whatever it takes because you believe that if other people can achieve, you can achieve. That good fear is a motivating drive for me. You see, Uh to me... One of the biggest fears I have is to be average. I choose not to be average. And everybody has a mm-hmm. choice, Marilee. You know, mm-hmm. you, can, you can follow, you can lead, or you can get the hell out of the way. Those are the three yep. options. Yep. I totally agree. But it, and it takes courage, though, to step out and say, I'm going to lead, even if it's just me. <laughs> even if it's just me, I'm going to lead myself. People don't do that well, because of that fear. You're leading your son. You're, you're leading your three boys right now. And, you know, yes. you, you cannot underestimate your behavior. When you think they're not watching, they're watching. So you're going to inject right. in them the type of integrity and leadership that you, that you present. Right. So here's, here's my struggle. Personal struggle is always – trying to, to not, not really trying, but emphasizing where character is more important than the dollar. If you can get your character down, the dollar will follow. And in a world that's so caught up in money equals success, you, you know, if you have money, then you did something right. And it doesn't matter what your character is. They don't even question it. The fact is you have money and so you're successful. And to me, that, that's not success because anybody can get that. You can get ill-gotten gains. What do you think? You know, unfortunately, un- unfortunately, there's, there's, um, there, there is, there is a lot of people that have money that don't do the right things with it. I come from the background that I respect money, I know the value of the dollar, but I don't cherish money, and I never mm-hmm. will sacrifice money for integrity, never. And uh, right. because uh, integrity is is way more valuable than the dollar. Um, integrity will create more dollars. And if, you're, if you don't have the integrity and if you have bad behavior, um, you're not going to sustain the long run of success because everybody's right. watching you. And, you know, and if you choose money over, over people, if you choose money over, uh, uh, over integrity, um, I can assure you that it's going to come back and bite you in the butt. Absolutely. Amen to that. And, you know, with all of these people that you manage, all these franchises and locations, I mean, if, you know, people are going to listen to anybody, they've got to listen to you. That's, that's what it is. And if we start cutting our relationships, we're following that dollar and not honoring the person that's in front of us and being disrespectful and, you know, uh, backstabbing and whatever it is that it takes us to get to where we think we ought to be, it's all going to crumble. There's no way you can maintain all that. I mean, I don't know why I mean of to. course. No, you, you mm-hmm. can't. You cannot look it. You know, you can be successful, you know, uh, you can be successful if you lie, cheat, and steal to a certain level. But I promise mm-hmm. you, you cannot be an empire if you have that kind of behavior. And, and right. I, I have no interest in just existing. I'm here to dominate. I'm here to big, build big business. And 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 business is war. It really is. You have mm. to you have to pay attention to your business, or your business is not going to pay attention to your family and your future. And and mm. the family that I'm talking about is not just biological. I have an incredible amount of family members that are not biological. Sure. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm really. And I'm, glad at, I'm, I'm, I'm at a touch- point. I'm sorry. I'm at a point in no, my career where, where you know, it's all about my life has transitioned in a big way, which is to pay it forward. 
I'm a success mm-hmm. coach. I teach people how to make money, how to create a quality of life that they never could have had on their own. And I'm telling you, uh, besides the birth of my children and the love that I have for my family, there's nothing more rewarding than to help other people. I talk mm-hmm. about that all the time. I own the most powerful word in the human dictionary. You know what that word is? Freedom. Duplication. Oh. <laughs> freedom. Yeah. Freedom for sure. <laughs> freedom. The freedom um, you know that I could buy almost and I can buy almost anything I want. I can go anywhere I want. I can do almost yeah. anything I want. And more importantly, I can help anybody I want. That is mm-hmm. that is an incredible lifestyle. But it seems to me you got there and you got that freedom from being able to duplicate you. Well, Making the whole idea of dupl- you you know you're bringing up a, a, a very good word duplication. Look at the whole idea of success is being promoted, going to the levels of success that you obtain. And one Mm -hmm. way to do it is to teach other people to do your job. See, I run an entrepreneurial company. I run, I don't run corporate America. In corporate America, uh, I believe that in most cases it suppresses talent, Marilee. Let me give you an example. You have a senior executive vice president at the top. And then all of a sudden you got this up and coming talent that's incredible. And all of a sudden, this senior executive vice president recognizes this talent that's 20, 25 years younger than them. What are they going to think? They're going to think, oh, my God, this guy's a threat, and he's better than me, and he could come and take my job. So what do they do? In a lot of cases, in corporate America, senior executives, um, they – they sabotage the young talent coming in by telling mm. ownership that this guy's a cancer in the locker room. And even mm. though he's talented, you know, he's selfish and only for himself. Okay. That's corporate mm-hmm. America in my world. In my mm. business, we have this entrepreneurship where I preach and inject in my senior management team that, You need to find talent better than you, and in order for you to get promoted, you need to support that talent, stimulate that talent, motivate that talent, and help that talent to graduate. And don't feel insecure about your job. For one simple reason, I preach the simple fact that you should want the ability to recognize talent and talent itself. Because if you have the ability to recognize talent, that's an incredible, incredible asset. That's why I always say today that the lowest paid employee in major league sports is the scout. You ever think about that? A scout is paid very little compared to management or athletes. When Mm. the scout is Mm -hmm. the one out there finding the talent, putting the talent on the field and selling tickets so ownership can make a lot of money. And so I look at it the same way. If, if, if I have many senior um, uh, executives in my companies and I cannot Mm -hmm. tell you every single day I preach, you got to go out and find talent better than you. Because if you find talent better than you, that makes you more valuable than them. Because I don't want you to just find one talent and you get replaced. I want you to continue to find talent because I will never stop growing. You see, I'm right. one of these guys. I'm one of these guys that you're not going to find on a golf course. Okay, because <laughs> I'm addicted. I'm not afraid to tell you that I'm addicted to success. I am. Mm-hmm. I'm a successaholic. Many years Mm -hmm. ago, I trademarked that name, Successaholic, because I wouldn't allow anybody to call me a workaholic. People that are workaholics go to work for 14, 15 hours a day to run away from their problems or their wives or their husbands, and they go and they put in three (laughs) hours worth of productivity. That's a workaholic. A successaholic Mm -hmm. is someone that goes to work 
14, 15 hours a day and produces 40 hours worth of work and is excited about waking up the next day because there's so much to do and so many people to help. And, and, and mm-hmm. the, the success of the company is, is basically going to be their success. That's what we drill into the people. Look it. There's that sounds to me like that purpose. Mu- <laughs> it ahead, is. I'm That's sorry. why I tell you, I, I am the luckiest guy on the planet. I have an incredible purpose. That's why I go to sleep with a smile. <laughs> but I mm-hmm. tell everybody all the time, there's that old cliche that money will make you more money, right? Yeah. I promise you that people will make you money than money will ever make you. See, people love it. do not quit companies. People quit people. And if you don't yeah. know how to stimulate and motivate and educate, then you then people are not going to gravitate to you. you see, right. I, I I don't I don't want to sound pompous, but I'm known to to motivate a rock. It's just in my <laughs> nature. It's in my nature mm-hmm. to grab. If I find somebody that is passionate about their future, passionate about being successful, laser focused. I can't even tell you how I will grab onto that person and give them in one year what they can never learn in 30 years in school. Mm. That's why I say, you can take all my money away from me. And in 24 months, I'll be back on top for a couple reasons. Number one, I know exactly what to do. Number two, I have a reputation because I have been able to go out there and prove to people over the last 37 years that I know what I'm doing and that mm-hmm. I do it with integrity and I do it with passion and conviction and I do it with a purpose to pay it forward. I mean, there mm-hmm. becomes a point, Lee, where, you know, you can't buy a bigger state. I mean, I could build a bigger home, but that's kind of ridiculous. So <laughs> what is your purpose? You know, right. what is your purpose? And so, you know, Uh Uh-oh. Did I lose you? I was bored. I'll I'll give you another little insight. I failed math and geometry and trigonometry. I failed all that. You know why? Because Mm -hmm. I wasn't Mm -hmm. interested. But today, I consider myself a master when it comes to numbers. I love numbers. I love zeros. There's a story behind them. There's There's a purpose behind them. Numbers can create many things to come to life. That's why I'm very passionate about numbers. I'm very passionate about people. I'm very passionate about success. That's why I wrote the book, Addicted to the End Result. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. So speaking of that, um, let's get to your, your rules because we got to cover that real, real quick. You're saying you have to be the hungriest person in the room. This is exactly what you just described in such clarity having that purpose. You have to be the hungriest person. And I'm so glad that you are stressing the idea of integrity while you're doing it. It's not cutthroat. It doesn't mean that, right? No, 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 no. It's Mm -mm. not cutthroat, but it is about focus on dominating. That doesn't mean you have to, you know, uh, give up integrity to dominate. It's like in sports, okay? If I'm going to dominate in sports, I'm going to score five touchdowns in the first half. That doesn't mean that I do bad things in order to score. That just means I score, right? And being the hungriest person in the room, you know, in order to be the hungriest person in the room, you got to go look in that mirror and ask yourself, who are you? I could be homeless Mm -hmm. or I could be a billionaire. And I promise you that when I walk into that room, I am the hungriest person in that room. Mm -hmm. Now, you know, that's, that's what drives my purpose. That's why I feel like I'm 30 years old and I got so much energy. You know, God gave me this gift, and it really is a a common sense, a basic fundamental to understand what my purpose is and what life is all about. Life is so precious that we're given this gift of life. Now, what are you going to do with it, right? Mm -hmm. And so if if, if you wake up every day, and you're passionate about the future, you know, I have, I have a strong saying that I'm, that I'm going to work like I'm going to live forever and I'm going to pray like I'm going to die tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Those, are very, those are very humbling um, uh, behaviors, mm-hmm. you know, 
I want to work. So what yep. is my work? My work is to, to pay it forward. I am, I am so looking forward to being a philanthropist one day. That's a very big purpose of mine, right? Mm-hmm. So I can't be a philanthropist unless I'm going to work and become laser-focused and, and achieve my goals. But in order to do that, you've got to be the hungriest person in the room. Mm-hmm. Which took right. us to the second rule, which is, you know, laser focus on your targets, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's to be laser focused on your target. I mean, wouldn't you agree that most people can't see the target because they don't know their purpose and they have no idea what they want? Well, see, that's where it all starts. You can't, mm. you can't, you can't get focused on targets if you don't know what you want and you don't know what your purpose is. Let's talk about human behavior for a minute, because okay. you know, my, my, I didn't start with a purpose, Marilee. Okay, I started with mm-hmm. fear, and the fear mm-hmm. that I had was the fear to make sure I was able to financially take care of my family. So yeah. yes. I was I was the hungriest purpose person in the room because I wanted to be financially free or shall I say financially secure. It started with being mm-hmm. financially secure. You want to know where that crazy behavior came from? Mm. It came Fair. from me reading the newspapers and watching TVs and seeing all those sad stories that people were doing car washes, uh, car wash promotions to raise money because somebody needed a kidney transplant or a young girl needed a bone marrow transplant. And at a very young age, I watched that and I said to myself, oh my God, if one of my children was ever sick and I had to go do a fundraiser for a car wash or go out to the public and and ask for help, I never Mm -hmm. wanted to be in that position. So my fear of being financially secure kicked in. That's when I embraced that uh, the mentality that I'll do whatever it takes with integrity to succeed. I'll work 20 hours a day. I will go. I mean, my first job was 99 cents an hour bussing tables. Okay. Mm-hmm. I don't forget that. I don't forget. Right. I do not forget where I came from. I do not forget those rocks in the pants. Now, mm-hmm. people got to wake up and just get a control of their life by figuring out their purpose. If their initial purpose is to financially secure the well-being of their family, then they got to do what they got to do. I just met a young yeah. man the other day. I met a young man the other day, 23 years old, opening up his second burger uh, uh, location. And I walked in, and he goes, I recognize you. I said, you do, huh? And he goes, yes, you're the franchise guru. I said, well, have you started the franchise yet? He said, actually, I haven't because I don't know what I'm going to do. I should wait till I open up 10 stores, or should I open up five stores? And so we started talking, and I'm listening to this young man. This young man was 10 times smarter than me at 23 years old. And he just needs a little guidance. But look it, there's a lot of smart people out there that are broke. There's a lot of rocket scientists and professors that are broke. Mm -hmm. You know, you got to find, you got to find, you got to be the student of the game. There's a lot of people that want to be millionaires, right? Mm -hmm. And they all want to live in 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 a white picket fence without any stress. It doesn't work like that. I tell everybody all the time, I eat stress for breakfast. It doesn't faze <laughs> me. I mm-hmm. fear nothing. I fear nothing. Right. And, and so people got to get past their fears because that's the roadblock that stops them from achieving their goals. It really is. I, I totally agree. 110% is our fears. But as I listen to you talk, I'm trying to balance out. Like I can hear you talking about God and about prayers. And then I'm thinking about, you know, balancing this material world with a spiritual world. Like, you know, our belief in God and what that has to do with our ability to get past our fears. And I'm, it's like, you know, I'm listening to you and I'm reminded of the story of the talent. You know, it's like, what are you doing with the gift that you have? 
And every day you're going out there and you're, you're duplicating that gift. You're giving it and giving it and creating more and creating more. And so, I mean, I guess if you were to die today, you would have something to report. And yeah, we all have to ask ourselves, if this was my last day, what I, what would I report? What would I do? See, well, that's not our choice. And sometimes, you know, things happen. Um, and for the most part, things happen for a reason, but that's why I say that, you know what, if you want to embrace a little concept, embrace the fact that you should work like you're going to live forever and pray like you're going to die tomorrow. Because look, um, I don't, I don't, I'm, I'm, I'm a very respectfully religious guy. Okay. I'm not a fanatic, but I know the basic fundamentals of doing good and being good. And I want to instill that in my children and my grandchildren and and my great-grandchildren. So if I was to terminate tomorrow, I would have already lived a life that I could have never imagined in a million years. See, I didn't plan this, but for some reason, I've been gifted with some great things. Um, and, Mm -hmm. And one of them is the understanding of what to do and the purpose. And because of that, I really believe that I'm here to do a lot of great things. And I want to be able to do those great things and have, whether it's my children or complete strangers, I want to be able to influence people around the world. I want to be able to touch and do great things. And if I just did one thing that influenced one person, and we all did that, we'd be living in a much better world. So, you know, you have right. children and you're family oriented and we got to focus on our home. I call it protecting mm-hmm. your house. If everybody mm-hmm. was to protect their house and everybody was to understand that you don't sacrifice integrity for success mm-hmm. and you do good by others, it will come back full force. That's it. I, I told you I'm a C student. So why have I been so successful? Mm-hmm. Because I really, I right. really believe that the attitude that I have. Look it. There's, there's, there's another, there's another part I talk about in the book. You got to have an alien-like mentality. So why do I call it alien? Because it's not normal. Mm-hmm. Look at normal right. is boring. Normal is boring. <laughs> you cannot do extraordinary things if you're normal. So you got to think out of the box. I like to talk about extending your thoughts. If you come up mm-hmm. with a great idea, just don't stop and go smoke a cigar. you got to extend your thoughts and continue to think what's a better way to do this. And, and, and you gotta, you got to have that alien-like mentality, that differential, that superhuman mindset. I mean, take guys like Elon Musk. I mean, the guy's so inspiring to me okay mm-hmm. and 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 you know i don't idolize anybody but when you when you get in front of an elon musk right you gotta mm-hmm. you gotta become a student of the game the guy's beyond brilliant he has an imagination that's alien like he has a purpose and his goals are vigorous and they're energizing and obviously he has proven time and time again that he doesn't do things just for money. That man is on this planet to make a global difference. And to me, that's who I want to emulate, you know, and I Mm -hmm. want to do the same thing. I want to think big. I know I had to start small, but I'm going to move fast. So if you start small, think big and move fast, then, you know, great things are going to happen. Explain the move fast. So you mean like decisions or that's, yeah? Oh, I'll give I'll give I'll give you I'll give you an example. Like first of all, uh, you know you got your uh, and and you know one of my best friends, Carlos Guzman, is a graduate. I mean, him and I work closely together. He's a graduate of the Harvard Business School. I mean, it doesn't get much better than that. But I teased mm-hmm. him because at Harvard. They might sit there and inject in you that you got to go out and do a 500-page business plan 
and become analytical, and I call it analysis paralysis, where Mm -hmm. you got a guy like me, and I'm not saying Carlos is like that. What I'm saying is that Carlos will tell you that working side by side with me for a few years, you see the difference between a a an entrepreneur that is that had did not. I mean, I didn't graduate from school. Okay, I went to college for five years, and I fell short by one semester, and uh, I considered going back. Uh, but I'd love to go back and teach a few classes because I know I have a lot to offer. And mm-hmm. uh, so, so Carlos uh, has that graduate from Harvard and I don't have a college degree. And so, but I got something that is more important than a college degree. I got hands-on street smart, real life, incredible blessed experience because I was fortunate. I was fortunate to be embraced by a billionaire who motivated mm. me and inspired me. And, and, and when that man, when I became a franchisee for Little Caesars and Mr. Mike Illich, the founder of Little Caesars Pizza and the owner of the Detroit Tigers and the Detroit Red Wings, um, when he started uh, uh, showing me the way, uh, it was incredible. And, and he's been my, He's been my role model. He's passed now, but he if, if it wasn't for him, I would not be where I'm at today. I owe a tremendous amount of my learning success to him. So between him and my mother, there are no two other human beings that have moved me more than these two people. And That's so a blessing. It, it's, it's, it's beyond a blessing. So back to your question uh, about moving fast, okay? Mm-hmm. I move incredibly fast. You cannot do – look, at, I left Detroit – for a two-store opportunity with Little Caesars. They told me nobody ever built two stores in one year. And Mr. Illich said, I asked for six stores. They would not give me six stores. I thought if I had six stores, my life's over. I'm the luckiest man in the world. That's because I left Detroit like a horse with blinders on. Mr. Illich said, nobody built two stores in one year. You don't want to tell me that because (laughs) that's a goal that I'm going to shatter. So he said, you right. show me that you can build those two stores, and I'll give you all the opportunity in the world. Keep in mind, because I had no experience back then, my thought process was he's going to give me six stores if I do my job. I built those two stores in 60 days. I built six stores in eight months, 11 stores in 14 months, and 31 stores in the first 30 months that I was a franchisee. I was ignorance on fire. I didn't know what I was doing, but I was doing it. <laughs> Uh-huh. So and, okay. and how was I doing it? Because I took my my sports background of being a captain of every team and I would motivate the hell out of every single employee. I built up to two thousand employees. I had gang members, I had homeless, I had gifted, I had illiterate, I had all kinds mm. of people working in my company that I would inject a vision and a purpose and a motivation. Yep. And people just grabbed onto it because they mm-hmm. got what I describe as hope. If you give someone right. hope, you can extract some great success out of them. Now, we did it with, right. with truthfulness. It was. And I, I've been, I ended up with 159 stores in less than six years with 2,000 employees doing over $100 million in pizza. If you would have told me that, I would have never, I would have said you were crazy. But once that happened, <laughs> the, bl- the blinders came off, and everything is possible now. So when you talk about moving fast, it goes back to that paralysis analysis. I'm not going to sit there and put together a 500-page business plan. I'm going to go out there. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get my hands dirty. I'm going to work like there is no tomorrow, and I'm going to um, just uh, – Make things happen in a very fast way. I mean, if you have, it's like this young man that I told you about that had two stores, right? He's going to move mm-hmm. real slow because he doesn't have any guidance on how to move fast. Mm-hmm. So, but, you know, it depends what you want. There are a lot of people out there that just want one, two, or three businesses, right? I never put a right. cap on my success. 
I never put a cap on my opportunity. I never put a cap Mm -hmm. on my paying it forward, and I never put a cap on my purpose. I put Mm -hmm. my goals so high, I know I'm never going to achieve them. That's because I compare up. I never compare down. If I compare down, then I think I'm rich, and I think I'm successful, and I'm complacent, and I take the God-gifted talent that I was given, and I go sit on the couch and enjoy my riches. That's not what I'm all about. I know I have a God-gifted talent. I don't mean for that to sound pompous, but it's true. And I'm going to do something with that God-gifted talent. I'm going to pass right. it and pay it forward. Right, exactly. And that's what I was thinking. But you know what? I, as I'm listening to you, I'm thinking to myself, there's something we're missing because you are not putting a cap on anything you can do, and the sky is the limit. And you, ha- I would think that most of us are thinking, how do we have the, the time, the, the, the brain power, you know, to – manage all these things and to give more and give more when each of us only have 24 hours in a day. How? Well, There's that's a where you have to be. Yeah, but Mary Lee, you can't do everything on your own. I cannot do everything on my own. That's why I call myself an extremely professional delegator. I teach people mm. to do my job. So in franchising, mm. for example, you know, our goal is to have a thousand red effects over the next five years. You can't do that by yourself, no matter how great you may think you are. So what do you mm-hmm. do? You teach people to do what you do. It's back to that word you used in the, in the inception of this call. It's duplication. I'm a success mm-hmm. coach. I teach people to be successful, and I take a small percentage of a royalty but I teach them how to be extremely successful. And the more successful that I am in teaching people, the more successful I become, and I'm able to pay it forward on a much faster pace. You know, back in the old mm-hmm. days, with especially like Mr. Illich, it took Mr. Illich 30 years to open up 1,000 stores because he did it old school. Nowadays, as mm. a franchisor, you could build 1,000 stores in six years. Why? Because wow. you're sharing the wealth and you're teaching other people. You surround yourself mm-hmm. with talent. You motivate them, you stimulate them, you educate them, and then you teach them how they can get the, uh, the pot at the end of the rainbow. Because it, it isn't all about you. The reason I attract great talent is because I help people to become financially free. And everybody right. on this planet wants to become financially free. So don't get me wrong. There's, there's a way to do it. There's a systematic way to do it. But you got to go out and get loyal, committed warriors to join your team. And then you divide and conquer. Mm-hmm. And then you be that extreme professional delegator. Listen, there are people out there that call themselves delegators and think that that's fine. If I tell you to do something and walk away without supporting you or following up on you, that's a lousy delegator. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Now, if you yep. want to be a professional delegator, you tell someone what to do and you support them and walk away. That's a professional delegator. Now, an extremely professional delegator is showing someone what to do, supporting them on how to do it, and teaching them to come back to you and confirm with you that it was done. That's an extreme professional delegator. We call it mm-hmm. the four-step method of training. I tell you, I show you. You tell me, you show me. You can't make a mistake Mm. with that. That's what people don't understand. When people say, how in the hell do you go out and build hundreds of locations? Well, it's simple. Mm -hmm. I tell you, I show you. You tell me, you show me. We're on the same page. We can't go wrong. Right. We can't go wrong. Mm -hmm. All of our concepts, Mm -hmm. all three of my national chain concepts are amazing. Why are some successful Mm -hmm. more than others? Because those that are very successful are laser-focused and are following the system and paying attention to the the business. Mm -hmm. If you don't pay attention to the business, I don't care if you're Starbucks. If you don't pay attention to your business, your business is not going to flourish. Right. So, okay, so now I'm listening. I'm thinking to myself, this is a prime example of success attracts 
more success. Because if you are successful and you have this formula of I tell you, I show you, and then you tell me and you show me, more people will be like, okay, I'm on board because I see everything that you've already accomplished and I want to do the same. But if you have that same value and mentality, but you have not amassed that success, how do you attract people of value to work with you? So that's a great question, but you got to go back to what I told you when I first started with Little Caesars. When I left Detroit and went to California, I only opened up two locations. But in those locations, Mm -hmm. I parlayed the success by parlaying the people that I put in charge. You see, success leaves clues, and it's your job to identify the clues to success. One of them is to lead by example, as we said earlier. So when I opened up Mm -hmm. the first location, I was making pizzas. I was washing dishes. I never thought I was a dishwasher. I never thought I was a pizza maker. I knew that I was a businessman. I did not know that the future was going to be this. I will be honest with you. I did not know that. I didn't know that Mm -hmm. up until after after I won Entrepreneur of the Year in Inc. Magazine and Ernst & Young, and I saw all Mm -hmm. the other award winners. Then I realized that I was in a new arena, and then that was it. The blinders were off. It was, it was a whole new ballgame, but it started with me motivating people to take my place. I opened up two. I was, the, I was the general manager of the first one. I taught somebody to be the general manager. I opened up three more. I was the supervisor of four stores. I taught somebody to be a supervisor. I then turned around and opened up 25. I was the district manager for 25, and I replaced myself by finding the district manager. So mm-hmm. it's not going to happen overnight. It's not. Your, mat, your actions must match your ambition. Mm. Your, your actions okay, must wait, wait. match your yes, ambition. Explain that. Yes, okay, explain that. I mean, I, it's very easy to explain. I can't sit there going back to that white picket fence. Everybody's ambition, I'll give you an example. I'm a motivational speaker. I walk into a room. There's 500 people in the room. The first thing I say to them is, how many people in the room want to be a millionaire? Guess how many hands go up? Yeah, well, all of them. All of them. Unless they want more. All of them. They all want to be millionaires. And then I turn around and ask the trick question. Okay, there are 10 things that you have to do to be a millionaire. Guess what kind of response I would get? Most of them would say, what are the 10 things? Is that the right answer? Hmm. Most of them would say, what are the 10 things? Do you think that would be the right question to ask me? Hmm. No. What do I have to do? Absolutely not. Absolutely Hmm. not. If you have to ask me, what are the 10 things for you to be a millionaire, you're never going to be a millionaire. And very few (laughs) said, let's go. You understand the concept, mm. right? I do. So if you have to ask me what is the 10 things in order to be a millionaire, I don't want to work with you. If you it don't ask me what the 10 things are and you simply say, right. okay, boss, let's go, that's right. what I mean by your actions must match your ambition. Yeah, I like right? that because it sounds conditional. It's like, well, tell me what the 10 things are and then I'll decide if I want that or not. Seriously? You think I got time to work with people like that? Okay. Right. I'm looking mm-hmm. I'm looking for aliens. I'm looking for people that are so hungry that they want to disrupt the norm. I'm mm-hmm. looking for people that want to attach themselves to a stallion and run like the wind. I'm looking for people that want to be bigger than me, better than me, smarter than me. I want to learn from them. Because mm-hmm. what I have to offer them is experience. And experience is worth more than money. For if sure. If you don't aspire to be the best that you can be, then you're going to be a follower and you're going to be normal. So first things first, you can't tell me you want to be financially free or you want to be a millionaire or you want to be extremely successful, but you have conditions. There is none. You must do whatever it takes. So you have mm-hmm. to ask yourself the following questions. Do you believe in yourself? Are you willing to put the work in? 
Are you coachable? That's a good one. And do you operate mm-hmm. in good fear? If you operate right. in good fear, you're going to stay out of trouble. And then mm-hmm. that's the whole idea. Now let's talk about coachable. Remember, yeah. I come from a sports background. Okay? Okay. Mm-hmm. I don't care. Would you believe that I'm very coachable? Would you believe that? Yes, I would believe that. Of course. But of I think course I am. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Listen, uh, look at I ran 2,000 employees in a fast food pizza chain called Little Caesars. Most of them were between 16 and 25 years old that had my life in the palm of their hand. If you could run that, you could run General Motors, okay? And so speaking of General Motors, in all due respect to those great executives over there, if somebody told me to come and run General Motors, do you know what I would do? I would be a sponge. I would be a student of the game for the first 6 to 12 months. I would absorb everything. I would be so coachable, and then I would inject what I have for 37 years, and I would run General Motors with the best of them. Mm-hmm. But yep. I have to become a student of the game. I don't care what industry it is. You teach me mm-hmm. for six or 12 months, and I will master that game. Because remember, mm-hmm. running a company is not only, you know, financial statements and numbers. It's about personality. It's about personal makeup. It's about being able to motivate the team to play above their pay grade. It's about being able to inject in them a belief that they can be the best-run company on planet Earth mm-hmm. because we will not settle for second best. It's all about domination. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know, so, okay, so in that, it, it sounds to me like I need to be humble. In order to be coachable, I have to be humble. And no matter how much I you, think I know about anything, humility pays, plays a part, a huge part. Look, you have to be everything. You have to be humble to start. <laughs> yes. You have to be, mm-hmm. you ha- listen to this, you have to be humble to start, but you have to be a, a leader. You have to be an aggressive, motivating, stimulating, educating leader. You have to mm-hmm. teach people to conquer the temptation to quit. People mm-hmm. have this, this ingredient in them to take the easy way out. You have to have a fierce focus. You got to be able to get deep into the trenches and you got to do whatever it takes. You have to master the discipline required for extreme success. This is what I'm trying to educate people. This is how I talk to my people every day. And do you think they Mm -hmm. like that? Hell yeah, (laughs) they like that. It's not Mm -hmm. a phony behavior, Marilee. I'm not phony. I'm not liked Mm -hmm. by everybody, but I will tell you what. If you ask me a question, I'm going to tell you the truth. If you don't like it, it's still the truth. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You have to be willing. That's the the humble part of it. That's right. And and trust me, uh, listen, I'm humble because I know that there are so many So many great things that we need to be humble about. The fact that we breathe, the fact that we're alive, and the fact that we have the ability to do good things, I'm humbled by the fact that I was injected a belief in me, and I believe I'm on the right path. But keep in mind, as I said earlier, there are many forks in the road that you will come across, and you have to learn how to manage those forks in the road. And you have to be laser-focused to pick the right road. And if you don't pick the right road, you have to conquer that temptation to quit. I cannot say that enough. Mm-hmm. Right. Oh, my goodness. We have a minute and a half left, and I know we're going to get cut off. And rule number five is trust most in your own ability to produce. And that is huge. And I really wanted to cover that more. So in a nutshell, t- tell me that. Look, produce. the only real mm-hmm. security you have is your personal ability to produce. That's the only security. There are no guarantees in life. I have mm-hmm. said this time and time again. You have to believe in yourself. 
believing is a big part of your success. Believing is 50% of your success. Hard work is the other 50%. And if you don't Mm -hmm. believe in yourself, how are other people going to believe in you? Right. That's exactly right. You know, this has been, uh, I I really wish we had a whole other hour. This is going to cut me off. And, Ollie, it has been a pleasure. You have inspired me, educated me. I have taken my notes. I'm going to run with it, and I'm hoping that at some time in the future I get to sit down and have coffee with you and, um, and absorb more from you because you are a treasure, and I really appreciate you coming on to my show. Thank you so much. You're very, you're very, you're very kind, Marilee. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. I will talk to you again. Have a wonderful, blessed day. Happy Thanksgiving to you and your family. Oh, thank you so much. Same to you. Bye-bye. Bye. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 